All right, it's Bartender Journey, episode number 37. Vince here. Vano's not in the studio with me today, but I do have a great interview with Mr. Carlton Grooms of the Papa's Pilar Rum Company. And uh, they very graciously sent me some beautiful samples that I wish you could see right next to me here. But I will taste them for you. See how dedicated I am to you, our loyal listeners. You're welcome. And thank you for being one of our loyal listeners. So here comes the interview. We struggled a little bit with audio quality on Skype, especially in the beginning. It gets better, so stick with us. Hello, Mr. Grooms. Hey, Vince. How you doing? Great. How are you? Outstanding. Thank you. Wow. Look where you are. you got all kinds of bottles behind you. That looks nice. <laughs> and uh, where are you exactly? Are you down in Florida? Sunny Key West. In Key West. That's awesome. Well, we're up here in uh, dark and stormy New York. <laughs> Not a very nice day today. Well, thank you so much for uh, sending me the samples along. And uh, I must say I got into one bottle, already, uh, both bottles already, and they're just delicious. Really great rum. You want to tell us a little about uh, the history of the company and how it came to be? Yeah, so uh, the idea... I'm sorry, uh, I, maybe I'll stop you here. The uh, audio is pretty hard to hear. It's breaking up quite a bit. Let's try switching to a voice-only call. We'll get better audio quality that way, I think. You want to do that? Yes, please. Hello. All right, that sounds much better. Thank you. Standing. So uh, you were telling us a bit about the uh, the history of your company. A little bit about our company. Um, Plar is a rum that is uh, sourced from the Caribbean and uh, going for a unique flavor uh, that, um, you know, harkens back to the gutsy roots in time frame of rum when people who drank rum were you know adventurers and, and living life you know the fullest and not so much you know, sitting on beaches with, uh, with you know umbrellas in their trains and Hemingway really fit that for us I mean in our in our mind we, we definitely believe that he's one of the world if not the preeminent explorer certainly of his time and um and we all know that uh, you know he lived an incredible life, and that's what we're trying to create with our rum. Awesome, and it's so it's sourced from uh, around the world, huh? It's um, you, you get product from several different places. Is that true? Absolutely, just like any good rum brand, um, almost every rum in the world is blended at some point. So we decided, why not go out and source some of the best rum throughout the Caribbean and Central America? And and blend it here back in, in states, and um, that's really exactly what we've done. And we've had the good fortune to have some great relationships uh, throughout that region of the world in order to source uh, what we think is some pretty special rum. Yeah, it's a it's an excellent tasting product, I tell you. And um, I understand that the price point is pretty reasonable considering the quality of this stuff. We wanted to make it, you know, we wanted to. Uh, it a little more reachable for the, the masses, if you will. We, we didn't want it to be so uh, astronomical that only a few people would really ever reach for it. Yeah, and right. we're proud of the product because it really shows it, it really shows people who maybe aren't specifically a rum drinker, but maybe they're bourbon drinkers or or scotch drinkers or what have you, that um, rum really is a spectacular, sophisticated spirit and. Uh, by our finishing our rum in sherry and, and, and aging in port, um, we're creating a flavor profile that people aren't accustomed to tasting in rum. Yeah, that's right. So can you tell us a little more about the process? I, I know rum is um, sourced from or distilled from uh, sugarcane, but then um, after the distilling process, what is it that actually makes it a rum? 
Well, that's a great thing, and why I'm so attracted to to the spirit of of rum, Vince. Is unlike a lot of other spirits, we really only have one major rule, which is you. Ha- it has to be made from sugarcane. Right. Um, and so after that, we really, as producers, have a great uh, freedom and spectrum to uh, take our rum where our where our creativity takes us. Hmm. So. Um, you know, there are two major styles of rum in the world. Rum agricole, which is rum made from fresh pressed sugar cane. And that's typically uh, a style that you're going to see in the French uh, Caribbean, uh, Martinique specifically. Okay. Um, and that's not a rum that most American palates are accustomed to. And then the rum that almost everyone, and certainly your listeners and bartenders know, um, are, is rum industrial, which is typically made from molasses, which is, uh, you know... A, effectively the end of the sugar production process and back in the 1600s people finally realized that the sludge that they were pushing into the ocean as a byproduct uh, could make one heck of a wonderful spirit nice and so that's the case for both the light and the dark rum yeah so both our rums are made from uh and rum industrial from molasses um both our rums um are uh, Solera aged um, with our uh, with our process, and so we take our rums that are aged in American bourbon barrels, uh, which again is typical for uh, I would say in the high nineties percentage of, of rum in the world is aged in bourbon, American bourbon, and then um, then we take those barrels and we go through our uh, our our Solera process, and we intermix with uh, port barrels to add another level of complexity and flavor profile to, to the rum, and you certainly could smell all that on the nose. Mm-hmm. And then we blend in the end and uh, for consistency and, and flavor profile, and we finish in uh, sherry casks from nice. Spain. Nice. So what, the Solera process, what is that? So the Solera process is a, is a, is a process uh, really that was, was created – um, in Europe, and it's one really not specific to the rum industry that we've borrowed, if you will. And that is the concept that uh, every year a few percent of, of a barrel evaporates. Mm-hmm. Um, and we call that the angel share. Right. And so you have a one-year-old, a two-year-old, a three-year-old, four-year-old on down aged barrels, and every year uh, a few percent gets lost. Right. And so in the Solera process, the idea is it's a waterfall effect. They you use a little bit of three-year-old rum to fill up the four-year-old barrel and the two-year-old rum to refill the three-year-old barrel and one-year-old rum to refill that two-year-old barrel, mm-hmm. so on and so forth. And so what happens is you have a really some complex flavor profiles that you wouldn't typically attain otherwise. And in our case, our dark is a, a 24 Solera. So um, we have rum as old as 24 years in there. Uh, and then through the waterfall effect, if you will, uh, throughout all those years. Well, it really is a delicious product, just so delicious, nuanced flavors, of so much going on in the glass, and uh, congratulations. So tell us a little more about how it's made. You source all these rums from around the world, and then you bring it to the States, and um, what happens then? Well, right now, because we're a new company, we work a lot with our uh, our sister brand, which is Angels and Bourbon, which is uh, one heck of a bourbon, by the way. Angels Envy Bourbon? Exactly. Um, but uh, one of my great uh, privileges is living in Key West and uh, in a distillery and uh, facilities here in downtown Old Town Key West, which, considering our relationship with Hemingway and, and, and the family, 
this is exactly where the heart and soul of the company is and always planned on really rapidly in the early stages of this company to build that distillery. And I'm pleased to say that we are well on our way and hopefully by next summer we will be open for down here and then we'll arrange some of, some of you know where we're doing things now versus where we'll be doing things uh, long for, you know in the long vision that's great it's such a great thing to go and visit the people that are actually making the stuff and i i've said in the past on the podcast what the um, distilleries i've been to and the people i've met that at the different uh, cocktail events and things that produce these products are always so passionate about it and it's, and it's really fun to talk to them and see how it's made and so it's it's exciting well it is it's, you know it's it's exciting from from our perspective too because your product and your in in your company only gets better when you get a chance to share in, in the craftsmanship and in your passion for, you know, what's in the bottle, feedback and see how people react to you. So, you know, it's rewarding from, from both perspectives. And then here in Key West, it'd be really wonderful to have people come down here, enjoy a wonderful, amazing city, feel the connection to, you know, Hemingway himself, see how we make our rum. We, we as a brand, uh, you know, do things and approach uh, quality. And I think what's going to happen there is you're going to have a, a deeper emotional connection, we hope, to to our brand and, and, and deeper understanding. Um, and then, you know, certainly with bartenders and such, um, when they have an un, a deeper understanding of, of what we have, we'll find that create some really creative cocktails in the process. That's right. Yeah. On that point, you know, it's, it's sort of like music, you know, you hear a song you like, and then you want to find out more about that band and who's in the band and how to, you know, what's the history of this band, you know? So it's a similar kind of thing, I think. Without question. All right. Well, I've got a little bit of your blonde rum here. It's just, it's got a lot of, uh, just so much flavor, so much uh, nose to it for, especially for a white rum, you know, what white rum is, a lot of people, I think, think of it as kind of a blank slate, you know, without a lot of character as um, some of the mass produced ones are. But, um, I mean, I, th- I think if I had my eyes closed, I might think this is a, a, a dark spiced rum or something, you know? Well, that's an interesting point, Vince. Actually, our rum uh, isn't a white rum per se. It's a blonde rum. Mm. And there is a difference insofar as the, the amount of, just exactly what you said, the amount of nose and flavor left behind in the rum. So what you just said about a blank slate is, is very accurate. The vast majority of white rum purchased in uh, around the world is aged rum, which is dark in color um, before it's bottled. And then they move that rum through a filtration process in order to take the color away and then bring it back to the the pure clarity that people are accustomed to in white rum. Wow, I had no idea. (laughs) Yeah, but the problem is um, when you take away color, you're also, there's no way around it. You also take away flavor. I would think. And so it's impossible to have a white rum with the deep, deep complexities that um, what you're tasting right there with our blonde rum and our our blonde rum stands out on the shelf because it's straw colored and it is blonde and so we made the the decision early on that we wanted flavor in our blonde rum and we didn't want to go all the way backwards if you will Mm -hmm. and so that's why you're getting the nose that's why in cocktails it's so amazing Um, and that's why a white rum drinker will we think love the blonde but also white spirits drinkers will be introduced to something that they had no idea rum was capable of. That's right. So so the difference between the white rum and the blonde rum um, in the process, was the blonde rum is uh, actually aged in oak for a shorter period of time or no? No, no. The aging, uh, what you're tasting right there is three to four year uh, 
um, rum, industrial rum. And it, it too, just like all other white rums you're going to find on the shelf, was aged in American bourbon and in our mm-hmm. case also port and sherry. Mm-hmm. But we decided not to filter it as much. Gotcha. Um, leave the flavor behind. Right. Uh, there are some very old white rums out there, but then they filter it all away and, and it, it, it's confusing as to why you would age something for six years just to take all the flavor away. Yeah, that is confusing. And so the difference in, um, in color and flavor between the blonde and the, um, and the dark is just the amount of time it spends in the, in the barrel. Yeah, it picks up all that color and flavor from the barrels. Well, so our dark expression there that you're, that you're looking at and tasting um, is a 24 Solera. So we source each, each of those two expressions, uh, we use a, a different source of rum for. Okay. So um, it's not just one's been in the barrel longer. Certainly they, they share a common DNA or fingerprint, uh, and, you know, considering it's coming from the same team of, of our master blenders and distillers. But um, it's, it's a different blend with some other different rums and certainly much older rums. And mm-hmm. that's why you get more complexity there. Sure. And in this case, we embrace the, uh, the dark color um, instead of uh, try to take it away. It's a beautiful color. It's, uh, this is the dark rum now. And I can definitely see um, whiskey drinkers enjoying this tremendously, you know, because it's got, it's got so much character to it and, and depth. I, uh, I smell honey and... And uh, spices, a little, a little coffee. It's um, just got a great nose to it. Well, thank you. And, you know, the great thing about that rum, Vince, is it's great uh, on the rocks, neat, um, but it really does make a sophisticated cocktail as well. Yeah. Um, there's so. some flavors going on in there that, um, you know, we find that a lot of bartenders are just going crazy, you know, using, using this product. And we've really enjoyed getting feedback. In, in cocktails from the field and, and uh, making them here and, and uh, enjoying them ourselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's uh, I'd be I'd be hard pressed to um, mix this with anything else myself because <laughs> it's so wonderful by itself. Um, it's got but, a great mouthfeel and a great viscosity to it. Um, a beautiful finish. Um, it really is a, a complete uh, a complete drink and experience by itself as well. And you know, we found also. There's been a lot of cocktails coming into us using both of our rums in a, in a cocktail. Oh, no kidding. Those two rums together in a cocktail are pretty special as well. I bet. What, what kind of things are people mixing with it? Um, well, I mean, we're, we're doing a lot of, uh, we're seeing, you know, a lot of mixologists loving working with uh, things like uh, Ginger Canton and Aperol and Laird's, Laird's uh, you know, they're effectively uh working with the same, you know, more advanced mixers and tools that, you know, a good bartender or mixologist would use. And they're just, they're just going crazy with, with where they're taking it. And, uh, it's just a lot of fun to see and watch, you know, it, the, uh, our rums marry really nice with, with a whole host of different bitter flavors. Um, so it's, uh, it, like I said, it's, it's really been fun to watch. That's great. Well, I think, um, I think what would be in order is a Hemingway daiquiri, don't you think? Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, I thought I'd mix one up here. As I'm sure most of our listeners know, a classic daiquiri is not something with strawberries or banana in it. It's just a good rum like this, uh, sugar, simple syrup, and um, or you can use bar sugar or granulated sugar even, and and fresh lime juice. And it just makes a wonderful drink if you get the proportions just right. It's a great drink. And, and um, 
a rum like this, they, they just brings it to a whole nother level. There's, you know, you taste vanilla in it and, um, some, and just wonderful citrus and spice in it. So. Absolutely. Absolutely. But if we, um, I'm going to make one here. If we, uh, add a little, um, the recipe I just mentioned, uh, rum, lime juice and sugar syrup. If we take, uh, if we add some grapefruit juice to that and some maraschino, that makes it a Hemingway daiquiri. So I thought I'd make one here because it just it sounds like so much fun. And the association, can you tell us a little bit more about the association with the family and how that came to be and how that's, how that's been working out? Well, yeah, we're really proud of the relationship with the, the Hemingway family, the Hemingway family foundation. Um, specifically, um, we're really proud of the fact that, um, Hundred percent of the the uh, the royalties that we have in our relationship, they're dedicating to uh, to literacy programs, to uh, reading programs, to uh, to environmental uh, support for reef and fishing, and so uh, not only you know do we have a great uh, uh, a great relationship with the family. Um, but we're, you know, helping make a really big difference, I think, in, in a lot of, uh, charitable efforts that are near and dear to, to the family's heart. That's great. And, uh, did I hear correctly? There, there are some environmental concerns down in Key West uh, that have been coming up lately. Is that, is that true? Yeah. I mean, just like any, any island city or just like any city, um, you know, we, uh, we want to preserve, um, the resources, the natural resources we have here. No different than if you know you're living in you know in the, the Rocky Mountains and you want to take care of the the wildlife in the in the mountains in your backyard. We want to take care of our oceans, our reefs. We have a spectacular uh, coral reef system here in, in the Florida Keys that we want to take care of and uh, continue to research uh, and 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 have our environment down here as clean and as pristine as possible for our visitors and, and for, you know, our kids and the next generation. Sure, sure. It's a great city to, to be part of. Um, the brand, uh, you know, Papa's Pilar is, is, is uh, I think, really privileged to be setting up uh, a distillery here. And um, we're also, you know, as a brand, we, uh, we do a lot of charity work around town as well. But um, you know, Key West is just a spectacular city. I guess we should mention we we hadn't mentioned yet the uh, the name Pilar. It comes from the name of Ernest Hemingway's yacht. Exactly, um, and so he named her the Pilar, and um, this is really his muse. This is how he, this is the way that he really uh, lived a, a really full life here in in Key West. Uh, he fished on her a lot. He used her on various uh, adventures throughout the Caribbean. Um, back and he, uh, forth to back and forth to Cuba a lot, right? Especially during mm-hmm. Prohibition. <laughs> towards, especially towards the end of his time in Key West, when he slowly made the move to living in Cuba, he was no stranger to the crossing. Which is uh, everyone likes to say it's ninety miles to Cuba. It's it's a bit more than that, but uh, but sitting here today, I'm I'm sitting closer to Havana than I am to Miami. So it's it's a cool <laughs> feeling. Have you ever been there? I have not been there. All right. Well, I'm gonna. Shake this up and take a little taste of our uh, Hemingway daiquiri. Oh, that's nice. That's really nice. Boy, the taste of the rum really comes through, you know. And uh, I, I've, I've said it before, but a lot of uh, bartenders going back a few years, you know, now now people are a little more enlightened, and um, bartending has really made a lot of leaps forward. But you know, days gone by, there was you know your your uh, your well, your call, and your premium, and you know, so it was sort of like. 
bad, good, and best, you know. But now there's so many different options, and and different different brands can work better in different cocktails, you know. But the, it's amazing how much the the character of that rum comes through with the lime juice and the grapefruit juice and all the other flavors it's competing against. Yeah, well, thank you. The I think you hit the nail on the head earlier. You were talking about white rum being a blank slate. And so typically, you know, uh, a daiquiri in the, in the proper form made with, uh, you know, a Cuban white rum um, lent itself to taking almost a back seat to the, to the lime and the sugar. That's right, yeah. And what you see wh- when you make a Hemingway daiquiri with our rum is the rum certainly plays a more prominent role. And um, I think what you did by going with the, uh, the maraschino and with the uh, grapefruit is actually smarter uh, ultimate uh, recipe than doing a, a simple classic you know, 1938-style expression. Well, both are, both are great. And I, I, I must admit, um, I did make a classic daiquiri the other day with the, with the Pilar Blonde Rum. And it was, it, it, it'll sound weird, but it was the best daiquiri I ever made. <laughs> really. Oh, That's, love to hear that. You know, the, the, um, I really, I taste vanilla, even in the, in the, you wouldn't expect that in a blonde or, or, you know, a clear type liquor, um, spirit, but you know, you really get wonderful vanilla flavors and things. Well, and I think you're also going to get this buttery flavor Mm. uh, Mm -hmm. and you can taste a little bit of, of, of all those great woods that it aged in, you know, again, a great viscosity and mouthfeel. So, um, yeah, it's definitely a, 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 much more uh, luxurious, you know, experience, if you will, for lack of a better word. Right. We had um, we had a gentleman on who was an expert in bourbon a couple of weeks ago, and uh, we talked about how the uh, bourbon is made with um, brand new oak barrels, and uh, of course, where those barrels end up, they don't throw them out, but they're used for other great great products, you know. So it's it's interesting to see the, uh, the 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 barrels are so important. Oh, without a doubt, and in you know, one of my great privileges in my uh, my rum career has been to travel to most of the Caribbean islands and visit most of the distilleries um, throughout the Caribbean and meeting the the master distillers and seeing the barrel houses and a good barreling program will take a basic a basic rum and turn into a spectacular rum mm. there are so many uh, steps in the process of, of rum making that um, that you can, if you will, pull different levers to uh, influence different flavors. Right, right. But the I, I would imagine the Solera process also gives a bit of consistency year to year. Oh, without question. The thing about rum is it's tropically aged. So what that means is it ages effectively twice as fast as uh, the equivalent of, say, uh, a scotch whiskey. Oh, okay. So we have a 15-year-old rum. It's effectively a 30-year-old whiskey. Mm. And the other uh, aspect of aging rum is that you're not going to see a single barrel bottling. Um, you might see it from time to time as a special one-off, but mm-hmm. you're not going to get a brand out there that's going to consistently uh, bottle right out of a single barrel. So where I'm going with that is we use a Solera process to create a, a level of, of uh, flavor profile and complexity that you're not going to get any other way. But we also are getting consistency. And then we, once we make our, our final blend on that Solera, we put it into sherry casks to mellow and for all of those great flavors that are you know, part of that, that complexity to get to know each other, for, for, you know, to put it in layman's terms. Um, so then when we finally do bottle that, we're getting a, a consistency uh, in every bottle. That's great. That's great. 
All right. Well, uh, we'll wrap it up here. We thank you so much for talking to us, and uh, we appreciate it. Anything you want to tell people um, where they can find more information uh, about the rum, or websites and Twitters and those things? Yeah, so uh, papaspilar.com, P-I-L-A-R.com is our, is our website. And um, we're in 10 states currently. Don't, please don't make me name all of them off the top of my head. Uh, but uh, we have a search function uh, that's going into the website, but certainly right now works on the mobile version that you could just type in your city and state and see you know, where great bars are that are, are serving our rums and, and creating really great cocktails with our rums as well as liquor stores that uh, are uh, stocking. Mm-hmm. Our rums, uh, we retail at thirty nine ninety nine for the twenty four year old Solera and twenty nine ninety nine for the three year old Blonde. Wow! And um, we're very active on Facebook um, at, under Papa's Pilar and on Twitter as well at at Papa's Pilar. So it's all pretty simple, straightforward. That's I got to tell you, that's that's a bargain for that dark rum at forty dollars. <laughs> that's that's great. When are you? Uh, any plans to come to New York? We uh, we're in New Jersey right now. Yeah, and um, you know. Just like any small company that's being smart, we're expanding as fast as we feel we can do an excellent job at. Right. In, in the uh, restaurants, we do a lot of, of staff trainings. And uh, so the answer is we like to be everywhere, but in the same sense, we're going to do it smart. Yeah, well, you don't want to end up like uh, certain bourbon companies where they needed to cut <laughs> cut the amount of alcohol that was going to be in because they weren't going to be able to meet demand and all this. There's a lot of shortages these days with uh, with good quality spirits, especially uh, bourbon and scotch, right? Exactly. So you don't exactly. want to put yourself in that situation. No way. All right, great. Well, uh, we'll put up on our website too um, links to uh, everything you just mentioned and um, – some of the uh, recipes that were sent along to me. And um, again, I thank you so much, Mr. Grooms. Thank you so much. I uh, no, really, uh, really appreciate the opportunity to tell more about our product. And um, yeah, you know, it was a special spirit. Uh, and it could be so much more than people uh, really realize. And, and that's what we're trying to do. So I encourage everyone to, to uh, reach out for it and uh, give it a good taste. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, maybe I'll meet up with you one day at um, Tales of the Cocktail or uh, Manhattan Cocktail Classic or one of those one of those deals. The uh, nightclub and bar show I go to. So uh, maybe maybe we'll run into each other one of these days. Sounds awesome. Look forward to it. Thank you again. No problem. Have a great day. Same to you. Bye bye. All right, that was a great interview. Sorry, we uh, were struggling a little with the audio quality on Skype today. But um, interesting man, great product, and uh, honestly, uh, it's a great, great tasting um, product. I, I can't say it enough. <laughs> I'm very impressed with this product, and it tastes great. It tastes great on its own, especially the dark and the um, this Hemingway daiquiri. Lucky, luckily, there's a little bit left in my shaker here. No disrespect to the original uh, recipe, but I think I'm gonna add just a drop of bitters, like one drop of bitters, to that because that'll go nice with the. Uh, with the maraschino and uh, cheers well remember you can always get a hold of me at vince.bartender at gmail.com please get in touch uh, for whatever reason if you'd like to be on our show if you have comments about our show um, oh uh, we had an idea a suggestion given to us uh, via twitter about uh, having you guys submit recipes to us and maybe we'll mix them up and taste them or uh, Vano's idea was to go to a bar and try them. But uh, one way or the other, we may do that. So please uh, submit your cocktail recipes to us. 
you can send it at vince.bartender at gmail.com or you can uh, leave a comment on our website, which is bartenderjourney.weebly.com or you can tweet it to me at barkeeptips. That's nice. The uh, little drop of bitters in there gave it a whole different taste. It's amazing how one drop of bitters can can change everything. Now, see, now I don't taste the uh, the, the uh, flavors of the rum as much because the um, the bitters overpowered it a bit. So that's interesting. Okay. Um, hey, don't forget, um, we're asking for you guys for uh, tips. We, uh, we do this show because we love it and we enjoy it and we like sharing what we know and sharing new products that we discover. But it's not free and uh, we incur some costs doing this. So we ask if you go to our website, bartenderjourney.weebly.com, and uh, you, can clip on, you can click on tip cups there. And, uh, you know, whatever you can, whatever you uh, feel like giving, whatever you can afford, we appreciate it. Like any bartender, we graciously accept tips. And it's not really a tip, it's just supporting our show. Um, you know, help, you're helping us keep it going because we want to keep doing it. So, Vano wasn't here this week, but you can always get a hold of him as well via email at bartender2222 at gmail.com. And he's Vance Vano on Twitter. All right, cheers. We'll see you next time. Mm-hmm.